All right. Welcome back to Pass Your Life and Health Insurance Exam Podcast. I'm your host slash instructor, Biko. I'm excited to have you here. I'm recording on a Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, I have one of um, my students. He's from the great state of Washington. I've never been to Washington. I, I've, I've visited, uh, I've been to, I think, 27 out of 50 states. But Washington is, is, is one of the states I've not visited yet. So uh, hopefully one of these days I'll come out there. But uh, yeah, so this guy's name is Cruz. Uh, you, he's going to have a few minutes to uh, introduce himself. But uh, yeah, he just listened to the podcast, you know, um, and he said, oh, you know what? I like this. And he contacted me. He filled out a survey. And, and I contacted him and he couldn't, he couldn't stop saying all the good things about you know, the podcast, how it might, I'm like, really? I mean, I didn't really think that much about the podcast because to be honest, when I started this, I thought, nah, if, I, if, I, if I can get 150 listeners, you know, that is great. I was looking at more like 50, I'm like, who, you know, there are not that many people out there that will listen to a podcast just for exam prep, right? So I didn't, I didn't really think people listen, people go and watch a YouTube video, but not a podcast, right? So I didn't really think that this would blow up. Um, but sometimes, you know, sometimes when God lays something on your heart, because this was, you know, something that God told me to do for a long time, but I kept delaying, delaying, delaying. And finally, I just, you know, did it, right? Um, but as we speak right now, uh, trust me, if you had told me this a few months ago, because I started this in uh, December last year, if you had told me I will have, uh, as we speak right now, 4,936 listeners uh, in, you know, in all 50 states, I was going to tell you, know, I was going to tell you, you are crazy. But uh, yeah, 400, um, no, 400, no, 4,936 listeners. And um, average of about roughly eighty listeners a day. So this is this is going great. Um, and I just want to take this moment to thank all of you who have listening, uh, who have listened, who have shared, who have um, left reviews and everything. Thank you, thank you very much. Because I have a confession to make. The confession is I almost stopped doing this podcast because. I was, you know, because unlike YouTube video where you can, you know, read comments and stuff, podcasts, really, you don't have any of that. So I was like, uh, is there anybody really benefiting from this? Am I, no, <laughs> am I really, is this worth my time? Um, not until I started reading some of the emails and some, you know, uh, some feedback from you guys. And then I really encouraged me to, to move forward, you know, to continue doing this. So I just want to say thank you to all of you guys. You make me to continue to give you all this valuable information for free. This is something that, I mean, and not to brag, but from what you guys tell me, because I have some people that will do exam FX, they, they come and tell me, oh my God, the way you explain this is so much better than exam FX. I understand it better. And exam FX is charging you. This is free, 100% free. So, so thank you. Um, to all of you listeners. So let me let Cruz introduce himself and then we're going to um, continue our study. Cruz, it's all yours. Hey, so good morning. Well, it's morning on my time here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, my name is Cruz and uh, I've been doing uh, this um, training with Biko for now almost, almost 
almost now a month, I think. Now I think it is. But um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been great. I I, I remember um, before I met Vico and and listening to your podcast, um, I was struggling, man. I took the uh, the uh, what was it? The life and disability combo exam. I took it two times and I failed both times. Mm-hmm. And it was just so I was thinking about quitting because I was like, maybe this isn't for me. I'm not understanding the material. I'm not understanding what what I need to be doing. And uh, I, I just I was on I was on my phone and I was like, maybe there's some podcast or a book out there that would explain it. Mm-hmm. And I went on audio audible. And I searched uh, life insurance exam uh, exam help, mm-hmm. and what your the Menzo Pass was one of the first ones that shows up on my on my. I don't know if that's the way that it is, but it was that's the way that it was on mine. And I said, okay, what is this? And I heard your first podcast, the very first episode, mm-hmm. and the way that you were explaining it, it was amazing. I was like, man, I get this. I I. Somehow, some way, it's 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 not the same when you purchase a program mm-hmm. to teach you the 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 you know the course, mm-hmm. and, and there's not a live teacher. There's not a real person talking to you, you know, and explaining to you. It's just um, it's something different, you know. And mm-hmm. but when you were explaining it, it was really really good, and I loved it. And then I started listening more and more and more. And then I, what what happened to me was. Um, like I said, I was about to quit. I was about to not continue with this because I failed it twice. And I was like, nah, maybe this isn't for me. But when I started listening to you and I heard you uh, tell your story about how you know, you're a pharmacy by profession and, and then you went to do this and you know, you're throughout our training, you, you shared with me a little bit of your uh, story, you know, coming from, from Africa and, and, um, I was like, man, we're not, we're not, we're not so different, you know, and if he can do it, I can do it. And so what that just gave me was a little encouragement to continue with this. And now I'm, I'm doing this. And I think so far from what I've been doing uh, with you, I've, I've learned a lot more than what I did with, um, with, with the program that I was using. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. I'm from the state of Washington, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to mention that I'm from the state of Washington. Um, great place if you don't if you've never been out here it's an awesome place lots of lakes lots of hiking um, I'm I'm on the east side of the state so there's a lot of lakes lots of hiking and, it's and, and, that's, and that's close to Canada right yeah I'm actually about five minutes away from the border of Canada five minutes wow yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay and, and I've, I've I've never been to Canada. I've never been to Washington State. So yeah, maybe one of these days I'll hey, you gotta come out here and then, then. come and visit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so uh Cruz, uh yeah, it's been great. So so let me just clarify something. So he said we've been working together for one month. Well, we, we started, so I just clarified. So I don't have some of you guys scared and like, wow my God, I have to do this for one month. No. Oh no, man. Uh, the, oh. The, yeah, the, the, the previous client. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh so the previous client, uh, Miss <laughs> Pam, you know, like the previous episode you listened to the, the episode before this one, we just worked together three days, right? Saturday, yeah. Sunday, and uh, no, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And she went and 
took for exam Tuesday, but Cruz, uh, you know, his his work schedule is you know is, is is kind of different, and his work schedule and mine usually don't uh, um, you know we don't match. So that's the reason it's taking so long. But um, but if everything else being equal, you can go and do this. Boom, three days, uh, you get it done. So so this is it, uh, Cruz. Uh, with this training today, hopefully. No later than tomorrow, you should be ready to pass your life and health and uh, your, your life exam. You should be able to pass it next week. Okay. So let's get started. Um we, we are going to pick up from um types of policies. Types of policies. That's what we're going to pick up on. So I'll sh um share my screen here. And let's see here. Okay. So so what we're going to talk about, and guys, well, you, you can't see because you're listening to the podcast, but, but what I do, what makes my exam prep uh, unique and what makes it effective is that I use the exam outline because every state has an exam outline for the insurance. Now, a lot of people don't know about it. A lot of people don't utilize it, but that's the most effective way to study because, I mean, it just tells you everything that will be on your exam, right? So you don't have to go and waste your time um, studying things that will not be on your exam. So we'll, go, we'll use your exam outline. We'll go point by point, line by line, and check off. And trust me, when you go and um, take your exam, you will pass. So types of policies. Let's see what the state of Washington, uh, let's see what the state of Washington has for types of policies. Okay, so, so what we're gonna talk about, um, we're gonna start with will be um, life insurance policy provisions, um, options and riders. So on your state exam for the state of Washington, and guys, you don't have to be from the state of Washington to benefit from this, okay? Because this is the general insurance portion of the exam, so you can be from any state. But on the state of Washington, now in the state of Washington, you're gonna have um, 17 items or 17 text questions that will come um, from this session. Now, the, I'll be honest, um, um, this session of the exam is usually the most, uh, the most difficult for a lot, of, um, a lot of people. As I've said over and over, the three most difficult parts of the exam are social security, um, taxes, and policy provisions, options, and riders. Uh, that's what a lot of people feel. Even even me, um, even me when I took my exam, uh, this uh, session was one of my lowest. You know, I, I I think I scored rough, I think fifty or sixty uh, sixty percent um, in, in this session. So now the strategy is to rack up your points. In the easy sessions, like for example, um, general insurance is very easy. So I tell like all my students, like get your points there, like get 90, 90%, even, even 100% on general insurance, right? Those things. Um, annuities, it's kind of in the middle, not, not hard, not difficult, somewhere in the middle. You rack up your points, you know, it's easy to not so, um, no, not so difficult um, um, topics. So that if if you are not you no, know, if you are to not do well in the difficult portions, you will still pass the exam because the exam is a weighted exam. So that's what we're going to do today. Okay. 
So now, you no, know, this is free flowing. Um, of course, you no, know, he's going to ask me questions as we go along. I'm going to ask him questions to make sure he he understands. So we'll do explanations, questions, explanation, questions. All right. So let's let's come here to um, life insurance policies, provisions, and riders. So first of all, let's first of all let's start with the life insurance. Um, let's start with the right life insurance. Um, provisions. Now, you have standard provisions in life insurance, right? Uh, for all life insurance, you have standard provisions that will, that will be the same. So standard means that it should be the same for every policy. So it doesn't matter whether you're in New York, it doesn't matter whether you're in California or, um, or, or Washington, D.C., no, you should have those same provisions. And the reason is, is tender because they want to um, um, give people some minimum rights. Um, for example, uh, let's just take, um, uh, no, let's just take um, traffic laws, right? So it's, it's tender in all 50 states for you to wear your seatbelts, you know, to have your seatbelts on when you're driving, right? So it doesn't matter what state you're in, you know that, okay, if I'm driving from here to, uh, you know, let's uh, say I'm driving cross country, uh, you know, I must have my seatbelt on through all the 50 states because that's a standard provision. Now, uh, another standard uh, law that's across all 50 states, uh, it doesn't matter where you go, is that you cannot drink and drive. Right, so it, it doesn't matter what state you're in. If you're if you're driving and you're drunk, you'll probably end up in jail or your license suspended. Now, some states will say, okay, if your blood, um, no, some states will have different levels to that. They say, okay, well, yes, uh, it's not legal to drink and drive, but your blood alcohol um, content has to be at a certain level. So some states is higher threshold, some states is lower. So when you think about your standard provisions, think about the provisions that will apply to all, you know, anywhere you get life insurance, you know, you and someone in California will have those same rights, right? And those are standard provisions. Now the standard provisions were created by the NARC. So for exam purposes, you want to know um, some of these abbreviations. What does NARC stand for? NARC stands for the National Association of in, um, Insurance Commissioners, right? So all the state insurance commissioners, they, they get they got together to form a group and then they meet regularly to come up with standardized laws to make sure that um, you know, uh, the most important or most beneficial features of life insurance will apply across all 50 states. So for test purposes, it may ask you the standard life insurance provisions was um, was um, um, you know, created or, uh, or which organization or individual came up with the standard life insurance provisions. You should know it's the NARC, National Association of Insurance Commissioners. So now we know what NARC is. So now let's start with um, life insurance provisions, shall we? First thing is ownership, right? This is the first, let me let me switch to my, my document camera here, Cruz. Okay, so here on your insurance, uh, your Washington insurance exam, you can see here. Uh, all right, so, so here is, is ownership. So now in, in every life insurance 
you're going to have um, you're going to have about four. You're going to have about um, you, know, you have to you have the policy owner, you have the um, insured, and you have the insurance company. So, uh, so for test purposes, it's going to ask you who are the parties to an insurance contract. Again, uh, I'm going to you know if I see a topic is similar to what we're covering, I will just add that. So here, um, standard life insurance contracts, you have the insurer, and Cruz, what is another name for insurer? The um, agency or the, the place that, that gives you the insurance. Perfect. So another name for insurer is insurance company, right? So on the exam, they're going to use them interchangeably. They're going to use insurance company, insurer, you know, it's all the same, right? So the parties to a life insurance contract are the insurer, right? Then you have the, um, the insured. That's the person receiving the company, the insurance. Mm, yeah, well, the insured is the person whose life the policy is based on, right? Yeah. It's the person who, um, who they um, based the underwriting, um, you know, the underwriting decision on. And it's the person who must die before um, the insurance company can pay claims. So that's the insured. Okay, yeah. then you have the policy owner. Okay, what is another name for policy owner? Um, that's the policy. Uh, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. I know that I know the person mm -hmm. is the one that that's the person that takes out the uh, that buys the mm -hmm. insurance to take it out on somebody. Perfect. Okay, but another name for policy owner is. Policy holder, right? It's the person who's holding policy the policy. Holder, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so now we know. Yeah. Another name for insurer is insurance company, because on the exam they're going to use those words interchangeably. So, um, so you you want to know these, you know, you want to know these um, insurance um, dragons because sometimes your um, that's sometimes. Um, you may get the question wrong, even though you really know the material, but you may get that particular question wrong because you don't really um, understand the word that you're using, right? So, so this is just a side note to just throw in a little joke. When I just immigrated to um, America, um, I, again, I was a teenager when I came to America, I was in high school, uh, you know, because because Africa, where, I've, where I'm from, football is actually something you, you know, you, you know, you kick, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You know? uh, so, 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 so when I came, I was in 11th grade. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was 16 years old when I came to America, you know. So, so my friends kept talking, oh, football, football, oh, we're going to play football this Saturday. So I'm thinking soccer, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> So I, uh, uh, no, 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 I wear my shorts, everything, my cleats uh, go there. And I see everybody in helmets and, and, and shoulder pads. I'm like, hold up. We don't wear helmets. Yeah, we don't wear helmets and shoulder pads to play football. I know what's going on. But uh, to call on a situation, I came to find out that what the Americans uh, call football was actually something uh, else, you know, it was not what, you know, what I grew up knowing football, right? In every, everywhere else in the world, football is, 
know it's soccer, but yeah, in America, football is something else. But 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 the reason I bring that up is that that is uh, an American, uh, you know, jargon. That's that's something that only people in America use, and you have to understand it, right? So it's the same thing in the insurance industry. You have jargons, you have insurance um, lingo that you have to be able to understand for you to pass the exam. Right. So, yeah. Um, and, 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 and guys, I know some of you may, may uh, say, oh, you should just stick, um, you know, you should stick to the topic. Don't go off topic. But, you know, to be honest, insurance, you know, the exam prep can be very boring. You know, you're sitting there, you're watching, you know, you're reading 250 pages or you're watching some boring scripted video. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very boring. So I, I try to make this kind of exciting. You know, you have to make it fun to learn. So I'll throw in little jokes here and there. And that is, um, you know, that is intentional, you know, to just liven things up. So, yeah, insurer, another need for insurer is insurance company. So on the exam, they may use insurer, they may use insurance company. You have to know it's the same. Another need for policy owner is... Okay. Policy holder. Now, what is another name for agent? Uh, field underwriter. That's another. That's Perfect. Field, yeah, field underwriter is one. Perfect. Yeah, and, 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 and what's the most common name for agent? Insurance agent. Man. They're, they're called producers. Producer. No. It is. Yeah. I'm going brain farts today. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so insurance agents are also, so on the exam, they may say, they may use a um, few underwriter or they may use pr producer. You all know they're, they're all referring to agents. Okay. So um, an agent is also known as a few underwriter. It's also known as a uh, producer. Now, so the parties to an insurance contract are the insured and you know, they insured the policy owner. Um, and if the policy owner is different from the insured, then it will be the insured, okay? So, so on your exam, you may ask which of the following are, are parties to an insurance contract, right? So those are the people who are legally buying uh, you know, um, to that contract. So the parties, so on the exam, if it says insurer, right? And Policy owner, and it doesn't include uh, include insure. That is the correct answer because most of the time, for most insurance uh, policies, life insurance policies, the policy owner will be the same as the insured, right? So most of the time, they'll use insured to mean insured, you no, know, to just represent insured and policy owner, or they may use policy owner to represent them both. So on the exam, if it doesn't say insured. Right. Uh, if it just says which of the following are parties to an insurance contract and it says insurer and policy owner, then that is the uh, most correct answer. But if insured is a part of the answer, then the correct answer will be all three insurer, insured, and policy owner. The agent is never a party to an insurance contract. So, so that's where it gets tricky. Now, now the agent is the one who signs the application. The agent is a, uh, is a signatory to the application, right? Because the agent has to sign, the insured has to sign, and the policy owner has to sign, right? But, but, the, but the agent is not 
a party to the insurance contract. So once the agent submits that application, that is it. Their, their relationship, you know, like what they have to do with that policy, their connection is over. They don't have any contractual relationship. So I just want to throw that in now. Who, you know, what are the rights um, a policy owner has? Okay, so that's ownership rights. He controls, he or she controls her policy. He can perfect. What to do with it. Okay, perfect. So, so just think about if you are the owner of anything, right? You, you know, you have all of the rights. You have the right to, um, for example, when I was growing up, you know, my mom always used to say, well, I pay the bills, I make the rules, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she always used to say, I pay the bills, I make the rules. If you got problem with, uh, with, the, with my rules, stop paying some bills. <laughs> yeah, so, so for the, the policy owner, so the standard provision, one of the standard provisions in a life insurance um, uh, contract is ownership, right? So that, uh, that outlines all of the rights um, you know, the, you know, the policy owner has. So what are some of those rights the policy owner has? Number one, the policy, policy owner has the right to pay premiums. So, so pay premiums. So the, the policy owner, not insured, the policy owner is responsible for paying premiums. You know, the policy owner is responsible you know, or has the right to cancel the policy at any time. So cancel policy. The policy owner has the right to pay premium and they can also stop paying premiums. Okay, stop, um, you know, stop premium payment. Okay, they can, they can also, uh, you know, they also have the right to name beneficiaries. Okay. And you no, know, they also have the right to assign the contract. So, so in insurance, assign just means transfer. Okay, again, these are insurance lingos you have to know. So um, I mean, right here somewhere, so we can have this down. So we have um, we have insurance. Uh, no, we have synonyms. So yeah, for um, so assign is the same as transfer. Okay, so you. As the policy owner, you have the right to assign your policy. You have the right to transfer your policy. So you can transfer ownership, um, um, transfer policy ownership, right? So you can, you can transfer ownership and you have two types of um, assignments. It can either be, a, you know, it can be a collateral assignment. So you, you apply for a loan. Let's, let's just say you apply for a car loan. And then the, you know, the, the lender says, okay, you know what? As a collateral for getting this loan, we need you to, um, you know, to put us, uh, you know, or to assign your, you know, ownership rights on a temporary basis, um, you no, know, to us. So until this is paid, you know, to assign us, right? So people can assign, you know, their, you know, their ownership rights. Uh, it can be either permanent or temporary, right? So you have the right to assign, uh, you know, your policy. You you also have the right to take out policy loans. If it's a permanent policy, so take out policy loans, and you're going to find all of this in the ownership 
provision. So on your life, in your life insurance policy, you're going to have different um, you know, sections, right? So one of the um, sections in your life insurance policy is called the ownership, um, you know, the, the ownership provision or the ownership session. So you're going to have all of these in your ownership. So again, let's, let's recap. In your ownership, uh, you know, under the ownership provision, it, 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 it just tells you all the rights that you as the policy owner have. You know, the right to pay premium, the right to cancel the policy at any time. Again, um, what is another need for, for cancel insurance? So another need for cancel is surrender. Again, these are synonyms you have to know, right? So so when, when you cancel your policy, it's called um, no, it's called surrender. No, um, no, you cancel um, cancel policy. And then if the insurance company cancels your policy or due to non-payment of premium, that's called lapse. Okay, so so it still means your policy is canceled, but now when you when when you don't pay your premiums and the insurance cancels your policy, then that is called lapse, L-A-P-S-E. If you cancel your policy on your own, that is called surrender, right? So, so canceled by insurer due to non-payment of premium. So I'll, I'll stop here and take some questions because I see your face. It, it looks like um, you don't understand something. So, all right. So, um, but any questions for this one? No, um, that actually is very self-explanatory right there. Um, when the difference, especially in the difference between the, the lapse and surrender that, you know, um, when you don't make a payment, mm -hmm. obviously you're not surrendering it but you're in a way you are but it's actually called lapse it's, it's, exactly it's 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 a form of, of surrender by non-payment exactly yeah I, I didn't make a payment i can't continue the policy so mm -hmm. the company just says hey we're going to lapse it mm -hmm. until you make a payment then then we'll reinstate it but when you surrender you give it up completely and even exactly. if you wanted even if you wanted to come back to it you would have to go through the process all over again, wouldn't you? Perfect, perfect. Okay, good, and it's and it's and it's good. No, it's it's good. We're we're on there because one of the provisions here we skip here to the next provision, which is um, which is reinstatement. So again, this is a standard provision that's going to be in all fifty states, right? Reinstatement. So we've talked about ownership. We've talked now. We'll go to reinstatement. So now, when when you uh, no, when no, when you cancel your policy, right? Um, if you surrender your policy again, surrender is just the fancy word for uh, no for, for oh, policy owner cancels. Yeah, exactly. When the policy owner uh, no uh, uh, cancels, uh, cancels, right? So when you surrender your policy, then you forfeit your right to reinstate that policy. Okay, so very key. Uh, you, know, you can you can write that down. Right when the policy owner surrenders their policy, they do not have the right to reinstate the policy. Okay, so so this is you no know, uh, maybe you no know, I have a whole life you know, insurance or you no know, and I say you know what I don't I don't need insurance anymore. 
I call the insurance company up. I say, I want to cancel my policy. So if I do that, then I do not have any right to reinstate that policy. So if I need insurance again, I'll have to apply no from scratch. So 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 that is it. Now, if your policy is canceled because um, of non-payment, again that is called lapse. So if your policy lapses, right, then the standard provision says that you have three years. Within three years, you can do, you can reinstate your policy if you do these three. So reinstatement. Let's come here. What are the requirements to reinstate your policy. Well, one of them would be, um, wouldn't it be to make the the premium payments? Perfect. So you got to pay, pay all, um, no, pay all the premiums, or pay all outstanding premiums. Okay. And what's the second? Um, outstanding premiums. That'll be one of the way to. Now, 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 let me just add something to that. So on the exam, I mean, you may have a question that may just say pay outstanding premiums, not an answer that says pay outstanding premium. Another one that says pay outstanding premium with, with interest. So um, the most correct answer will be pay outstanding premium with interest, right? So if it says with interest, then that is the most correct answer. But if it just says pay outstanding premiums, that's also good. So pay outstanding premiums with interest. Okay, well, what's the would, next requirement? Would, uh, would paying the loan back all be a part of the reinstatement? Yeah, so if you owe any uh, any loan that you didn't repay again, if this is a permanent policy, because for term policies, you don't uh, have access to loan, right? But if it's a permanent policy, if you um, if you have, you no, know, if you owe any loans, you have to repay any, you no, know, repay any, any loans, okay? Uh, any outstanding loans. And what's the next thing? Um, we have we have two more. Okay, I'll, I'll help you with that. So the next thing we got to do, the next criteria in order to reinstate the policy is you have to uh, submit an application. Okay, so you have to submit a new application. So submit application, and the last thing is oh. <laughs> right. The last thing is you have to show evidence of insurability. Perfect. Evidence, yeah, lucky, lucky. Yes, someone's gonna pass the exam next week. That would that would mean that you would um, uh, either go to a medical provider to prove that you that's uh, uh, one of the one not not the only way, but you may have to go to a medical provider to show that you have need of insurance, or they need they may request it. The insurer may request it. Um, you need to show that you have insurable interest in something, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's one of the ways that you would get a reinstatement after your surrender. Perfect. So so when you because because let's say you've been um, um, your policy lapsed for one year. Well, well your health will have changed within that one year. Maybe during that one year you develop cancer or something like that, right? So the insurance company just want to make sure that you still know. Um, um, the insurance company just want to make sure that you are still healthy, you know. So you have to prove to them that you are insurable, and most of the time they require you to do um, blood work, right? So you have to go to a doctor, as you said, um, or you know, or they'll send um, um, 
you know, a medical examiner to you to check your blood pressure, you know, check your heart rate, um, you know, do blood work, for, you know, take blood work, go and check your diabetes, your cholesterol, see if you have HIV, all those things. So, so the insurance company wants to know if you're still healthy, okay? So insurability, they just want to make sure you're still healthy. And you got to submit the application, of course. And any outstanding loans, you got to pay that and then pay any outstanding premiums with interest. So those are the four requirements you have to reinstate the policy. Now, so you know, um, your policy can be reinstated anytime within three years. Okay, within oh. three years. Reinstatement uh, within three years. Yep, your policy. And, and that's, that, is, that, is, that is a standard provision. So your policy, your life insurance policy, if it's lapsed, and that's what you as an agent, you have to let your clients know, right? So sometimes people lose their life insurance, know they lapse, you know, because you know, some, some people are unemployed for maybe a couple of months or a year. They can't continue to pay their, you know, their, um, you know, their insurance uh, premiums, but just let them know, hey, you know what, you can still get that policy back. You have three years. As long as you're healthy and you and you submit the application and pay back all premiums, um, you can still reinstate your policy. So all hope is not lost, right? So the, all you got to know about reinstatement, number one, it gives the, the policy owner the right to reinstate your policy within three years if they meet these four criteria. Number one, pay outstanding premiums with interest. Two, repay any outstanding loans. Three, submit the application. And three, show evidence of insurability, all right? So now we finish uh, reinstatement now. Uh, you know, we're, we're gonna do some questions on that here. Now, the next thing here is assignment, as I said, right? So you as the policy owner, you have the right to assign your contract. Now, in your own words, what does assignment mean? Assignment would be <clears throat> if I have a person that, um, no, they'll be a beneficiary. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, wouldn't it be the the the, the person that, that I can? So if I have my spouse that I can assign that 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 policy to, she'll be a beneficiary. Wouldn't that? Be the no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So no, yeah. Um, yeah. Something. So so naming beneficiaries under your ownership rights. So you can name beneficiaries. That's not assignment. So assignment. Think about assignment as transfer of ownership. So, okay. yeah. So, for example, you you have, um, for example, you, you know there's something, and uh, no, we're we're going to get to that later. But I'll just um, touch on that a little bit here. There's something called um, there's something called life settlements, right? So you have life insurance. And now, uh, you know, you have life insurance and you sell your life insurance to someone else or sometimes it's to um, insurance, um, you know, to, you know, to uh, investors, right? So you have life settlements. So you, now you're transferring your ownership right over to someone, right? So, so, so think about assignment as, uh, you know, you have a child, right? Uh, you, you, you are the parent, so you're the owner of that child now. You have, you have two options for transferring over your right. The first option is you can, um, do a, you can do a temporary transfer of that right. And that name for the insurance is called collateral assignment. So it's just on a temporary basis. 
Uh, so if you're a parent, a good example would, would be like, maybe you're going through some tough time emotionally or financially and the state comes and um, takes away your kid, right? So, so that is a temporary assignment. It, it is not it is not a permanent assignment, uh, no uh, transfer of your parental right. rights, right? So now the kid, you know, um, you have some parents who are strong on drugs, whatever the kid, you know, the, the state was, you know, the child, the state agency is called Child Protective Services because my mom uh, used to be a, a social worker. So that's how I know a little bit of this. But but the state will come and take a kid from you be like, okay, even though you're the owner of this kid, but, you know, no, we're going to take That's over your, somebody else. Yeah, we're going to take over your, uh, no, no, your parental rights um, on a temporary basis until you can get your life together, right? Yeah. So, so for life insurance, just think about you have temporary assignments, so you're transferring your ownership rights over. Now you can still get it back. Um, so, if you take, you know, um, if you would take out a loan on a bank, like say it's a pretty high loan, uh, mm-hmm. about fifty thousand dollars, right, on mm-hmm. the loan. You can give uh, temporary ownership of use use your life insurance as collateral. Perfect uh, against that loan. So exactly. you basically would give them uh, temporary ownership of the loan in case exactly. it happens to you. Exactly. Or they have a place where they can get that money from. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So so that's temporary. And then another way to go around it, people can also get um, credit life insurance. So that credit life insurance actually is for the um, for the lender. So so the lender will be the beneficiary. No, uh, no, the lender will be the beneficiary, but the policy owner, no, um, but the insured, no, will be the one paying the premium. So the insurer can be the policy owner, um, no, and the ones paying the premiums. But the lender will be the beneficiary. So if you die. And you don't pay your you no know, repay your loan. Let's just say you come and borrow fifty thousand from me. And I say, Cruz, you need to get credit life insurance. So I know that my money is guaranteed to be paid. Because God forbid, if you die, uh, you know what? I'm gonna get that fifty thousand, right? Yes. That's credit life insurance. You know, and, and we'll get we're gonna get to that. We'll get to the state portion. So so that's temporary assignment. Now you have permanent assignment. So an example of permanent assignment. Because I like to give real life examples that people can relate to, right? So permanent assignment, think about adoption. So if you give your child off for adoption, you can't come back and say a few years later and be like, oh, give me my baby back. No, 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 no. Right? So when you when you give up your child for adoption, that's permanent transfer of ownership, permanent transfer of your rights as a parent, right? Yeah. So that is, yeah, once you give it up, you can't get it back. So so you have permanent assignment, right? Um, an example of that would be like um, life settlements. For example, um, you know, yeah, you have life settlements, you have vertical um, you know, settlements. Again, that is um, that is later what you know, we're going to get on the third party ownership of life insurance. We'll get to that. But now you're pretty much selling your life insurance to someone else. And once you sell that, you cannot get it back. So if you and I were like somehow making a business deal, right? Mm-hmm. And I had a, a, a life insurance or something. Um, and somehow, some way, I would need to sell it to you. 
that would then you would be the new owner of that of that of my life insurance. Exactly. Yeah. Is that, okay. Okay. So 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 when you're signing, you would be the um, no the person you're signing to would be the owner and the beneficiary. So there's something called stranger own life insurance, investor own life insurance. Now that has been um, um, banned in a lot of states because there's no insurable interest. But that is an example of a uh, of a permanent assignment because now you're selling your life insurance to. Uh, you know, an investor, right? So the investor takes away your life insurance, they'll continue paying premiums. And then when you die, boom, the insurance, I know that investor will, you know, will cash out, right? So just think assignment, the assignment provision uh, just tells you what, um, you know, like, like the rights you have as a policy owner to transfer, you know, um, your life insurance, you no know, ownership of it, okay? And, and, and who's who? The, who has the right to transfer um, a policy? Or only the policy owner. Perfect. So pretty much the only right the insurer has is the right to consent, you know, you know, to being the insured on an application, right? If the insurer is different from the policy owner, they come and do the blood work and they use your medical history, everything to, um, to determine whether to approve the application or not. But everything yeah. else from there, you know, the policy owner is the one who has all of the rights. But most of the time in life insurance, the policy owner is the same as the insured. All right. So so, so now we'll cover assignment. So you see, we, we've covered um, three standard provisions. Now, the next standard provision is the right to examine. And that's called free law period, right? So when you think about free law period, just think about your refund period, right? So if, if I go to the store, um, you know, and I buy something, I come home, I don't like it for whatever reason. Most stores will give you at least 30 days, sometimes 90 days where you can refund it, get all your money back, no questions asked. So the, the right to examine just tells you, you know, the free look period just tells you your right to return that policy, you know, and get your money back if you don't like it for whatever reason. Now, what, what is the free look period? Uh, no, um, uh, no, what's the duration of the free look period? Is this the 10 day? Perfect, 10 yes. days. Okay. Yeah, so you have, you have 10 days. No, you have 10 days to look at your insurance, review it for whatever reason and return and no questions asked and get your premiums back. Now, when does the pre-look period begin? The moment that you uh, take the, the offer and you pay the premium. Um, not correct. No? Oh, okay. Uh, try one more no, time. That, um, when they bring you the offer, like when they when when you submit that. So when you, and and I have it in my head. I just, <laughs> um, okay. So so the so, free so, so, so when they when they when, when you pay the premium, you take the offer. That's when the policy begins. That's 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 when it begins. But the free look period is when you submit the application, and then they bring you back. A consideration, right? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, okay. I'll, 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 yeah. No, that's okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll 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 bring this back to a store, right? So 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 if you if you go and and buy an item at a store, when does your refund period um, start? You no. Know, when does the 
When does the well, story the moment, the moment that you that you take take it from the store that you perfect know. the moment you take delivery of it, right? Not like the moment you have it within your possession, you pay yeah. it, you pay that premium. The moment you receive it, that is when your free love period starts, right? Yeah. So it's it's the same thing you know, for life insurance. You the free love period starts from the day the policy is delivered. Okay, very key. You want to write that down. Your free love period starts from the date that the policy is delivered. Right now, so 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 on the exam, you're gonna have you may have more than one answer choice that is um correct, but you have to select the most correct answer. So on the exam, if they ask when does the free love period begins and it says um no at no at policy delivery. And then another option will be um, after um, you know, after delivery receipt is signed. The most correct answer is after the delivery receipt is signed. Because when you sign that delivery receipt, that tells the insurance company, okay, Cruz received his policy on this date, right? So again, if it doesn't have um, um, date of delivery receipt, yeah. then, then the next best answer will be um, delivery. But you, you cannot start the free load period if you have now received the policy, okay? So the policy has to be delivered to you first. And the way to know the policy was delivered to you is what? Well, by that delivery receipt. You no, know, it's the same way when you go to the store, uh, you know, you, uh, you, know, you, uh, you know, you swipe your card or you pay cash. Nowadays, no one does cash. <laughs> no, you, no, I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy now where you don't even have to swipe your card anymore. Now you just, now you just tap. Like damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah, and, and, and now you can even pay with your phone, right? Uh uh, you know, you get you know, you can just put your phone on the you know uh whatever the, the POS machine and boom, your payment. I'm like, why, why do y'all have to make this thing so easy for people to spend money? <laughs> Don't make it too easy. <laughs> for one, that's what, that's what people want. They want you to spend the money. <laughs> so, 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 so coming back to that example, once you pay and you and you print you that receipt, now that receipt, um, know your know your refund period starts on the date of that receipt. So, so you can go back and most of the time they'll ask you at the store, oh. When uh, no no uh, no you have your receipt you have your receipt yeah yeah so they look at the receipt oh okay you, you purchased this fifteen days ago okay you are eligible to receive a uh, no a refund yeah. so so that for life insurance is called a delivery receipt policy delivery receipt all right so so you find that in the free lock um, provision or the free lock session and another name for free lock is right to examine. Okay, so on the exam, they may say, uh, you no know, um, right to examine, or they may say free look, it all means the same, right to examine. Let me write that down here. All right, so now we are moving on. So now the next thing is the payment of premium, right? So the, the payment of premium provision just outlines, um, you know, exactly, um, what you no know, allows you no know, it, it, it tells you exactly what you're gonna be paying in premium, what your premium will be, how frequently do you have to pay that premium? Is it monthly, yearly, quarterly? Um, but it just tells you everything about your, your premium payment. So the um payment of premium now. Another standard provision is grace period, right? 
think about grace period as someone extending you grace, right? So a good oh, example. Oh, oh. Huh? I, that's when, um, for example, like uh, mm -hmm. if you don't make a payment, then you have a certain amount of time that your policy does not, um, it, it, it does not really go away. Like it, 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 they give you say a 30 day grace period where even after you didn't make a premium payment, um, you're probably still in effect. Like okay. if, you, if you were to, something were to happen to you within uh, the time that you stopped making a payment and you're, and you're or, or say you forgot to make a payment, not stop, but you forgot to make a payment, then you have a certain amount of days that your coverage is still active. Perfect, perfect. All right, yeah, and, no, and, you, and, you, and you said, and guys, for the exam, right? If you can explain something in your own words, that no, no, that just proves that you really understand it, right? If you can explain it in your own words. So that's good, that's what grace period is. So think about grace period, you know, like if, you know, if you are, uh, Tenant, you no, know, and your landlord say, okay, your 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 you no, know, your rent is due on the first of every month. But you know, I will give you a ten day grace period. So during that ten days, you can still yes, even though you're late, but you can still pay your uh, rent without us having to um, try to evict you, right? Now, when it goes past that ten day grace period, that is when the landlord now is going to try to evict you, right? So the grace period is the same with life insurance. It's the period during which. Your, your coverage is active even after uh, you, know, you don't pay premiums, right? And, and for, what is the grace period? Uh, what's the number of days for the grace period? Uh, I believe it's 30. Or 30, 30 days, perfect, 30, perfect. 30. Now, some, some states will be 31 or 30 days. Um, so on the exam, even if you don't know, if it has 30, 45, whatever, but if you see 30, um, then 30 is the right answer now. It may get a little tricky if you have 30 and 31 because some states are 31 days, some states are 30. So that's what we want to when we get to the state law portion for Washington, um, for Washington State, we'll see what the um you know what the grace period is. But if you have to guess, just know that the grace period is 30 days, right? So now what will happen now? This is this will be a test question. You no, know, they may they may reword it. Uh, in a different way, but but the idea will still be the same. Um, you know, so the question could go something like this: um, um, Cruise, you no, know, Cruise has a whole life policy, and Cruise, um, you know, his 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 policy premium is due on the first of every month, right? And um, and and Cruise does not, um, um, you no, know, Cruise, God forbid. Okay, um, Cruise policy is due on the first of every month. Cruise has not paid his, um, you know, his premium. Um, um, you know, he's late on paying his premium and Cruise dies on the 27th of the month, right? right. What would the insurance company do? A, pay death benefit. B, um, 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 not pay any death benefit. C, pay 50% death benefit. D, None of the above. The answer is pay their benefits because yeah. as long as you now now they may even go a little deeper and try to trick you. you no, know, they may say pay death. You no, know, pay death benefit minus 
due premium, right? So the correct answer will be paid debt benefits minus the you know, premium that is due. So let's say we owe the um, insurance company. Oh, oh, oh right. so that's, that's when, uh, so, so if, if you, for example, as you're using the example, if you die on the 27th day, for example, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen to anybody, but, but say that that does, then um, because you didn't pay for the month, what they'll do is out of the, the benefit that you get, Mm-hmm. Or take out Perfect. Uh, the the premium for the month or the month that you missed. So that's all you got to know. So you got to know that the the insurance company is still responsible to pay the death benefit if the insurer dies within the grace period. Now the only thing they can do is they can subtract the premium, you know, um, from the death benefit, right? You now the premium that was owed. But if you die within that thirty day grace period. The insurance company must still pay claims. Right. Yeah, the insurance company um, must still pay claims. We have about thirty more minutes to go, and it will, and then we're going to take a break. Uh, so, so that is great. Now, um, a- another thing, this one is not under standard um, provisions uh, for the state of Washington, but um, I think um, perfect. Okay, so. While we're on Grace Pure, let's touch here on automatic premium loans. Again, this is on your exam outline, right? Automatic yeah. premium loans. So what is automatic premium loan? Now, you have to know three few things about automatic premium loan. Number one, it is only for, um, you can write this down, automatic premium loan is only for permanent policies, okay? So automatic premium loans. Um, automatic premium loans are just a brief idea, uh, APL. Automatic premium loans are only for permanent policies, never term. And what exactly is automatic premium loan? So with the automatic premium loan, what happens is, let's just say cruise um, your, your policy premium was due on what um, we're in June. Okay, your policy premium was due due June first. Right. For whatever reason, let's say God forbid you're unemployed and you can't afford to pay premiums. Now, you go past the thirty days, right? So now you're past the thirty degrees. But now, if you have cash value, right? If you have money, your cash value again. What is cash value? That is money, not not a benefit money, but that is extra money that. Uh, accumulates um, that you can take out from. Uh, Perfect. That's, that's the best way that I can think of. No, no, no. Yeah, as long um, as you're explaining your own words, right? Yeah. So, so cash value. Think about when you think about cash value. Think about savings accounts. So, cash value. Again, I, I, I like to relate these to real world examples that people can relate to. So, think about savings account. So, saving is a savings account that is linked. Right or attached to your life insurance policy. That is the main difference between a life ins- um, a permanent life insurance policy and a term insurance policy because a term insurance policy doesn't have any savings account uh, attached to it, whereas a permanent policy has a savings account attached to it. So now, every time you pay a premium, a portion of that premium, you no, know, um, anywhere between forty to you no know, seventy percent of that premium goes into your savings account, right? That is why permanent policies are more expensive than term, right? 
So now, if you have money in your savings account, and Cruz, if you have money in your savings account and you can't pay your bills, won't you take yeah. money from your savings account to pay your bills? Yeah. yeah. No, you have to. You have to exactly. You won't, you won't sit there and get kicked out, right? right. <laughs> All right. So it's the same with the insurance company. So it's called automatic because sometimes people forget about you know, that they have money there or they don't even know about that. So the insurance company will automatically just transfer, you know, they'll use the, the money you have in your savings account with them. Again, that's the cash value. They'll automatically take money from the cash value to cover, uh, you know, your premium payment after the 30 days. So if within 30 days, you don't pay, they'll be like, okay, cruises, we are the strap for cash. You know what? You know, this guy has 1000 in his cash value. Let's take out the 100000 from there to pay the policy. Because the goal is to make sure that you don't lose your policy. Right. Right, so they have the automatic premium loan. So the other thing to know about it, so number one, the automatic premium loan is only for permanent policies. Number two, it only is activated, right? Uh, it's activated or um, how you call it, um, exercise or 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 or, 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 or taking after the grace period. So the key word is after the grace period. After the grace period. So as long as you pay your premium within those 30 days, there's no need for the automatic premium loan. But if you have money, your cash value, and you know, it's been more than 30 days, you've not paid your premium, then the insurance company will automatically take a loan, you know, they'll automatically take a loan from your, um, no, um, they'll automatically take a loan from your cash value and just use it to pay your premiums. That's why it's called automatic premium loans. And that is only with permanent policies, never, never term. So now we'll cover automatic premium loans. Now let's come here to the next, um, you know, to the standard provisions. Again, for the state of Washington, automatic premium loan is not a standard provision, okay? So yeah, for the state of Washington, we just have six standard, no, it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, two, four, six, eight, nine. We have nine standard provisions. Um, now you have 12 standard provisions, but for the state of Washington, you know, they're, they're only gonna test you on nine, right? So now the, the next standard provision is misstatement of age or sex. So what they say is, right? What, they, what the insurance um, says is that you know the law is if you um, um, put the wrong age or you put the wrong sex um, on, on your insurance application, okay, the insurance company cannot cancel your policy because of that. All they can do is adjust your benefit payments to match that. So, for example, let's just say cruise is uh, cruise is. Um, 50 years old, right? And 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 and, 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 and by the way, guys, uh, Cruz is not 50 years old. No, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to disguise his age. He's much younger than 50. But let's just say you're 50 years old, uh, right? And, and you fill out an application, but you mistakenly put there that you're you're uh, 40 years old, right? Because we know that with insurance. Especially life insurance, you know, the older you are, the more expensive it is, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so if you put down your 40, but you're actually 50, now your insurance rate will be cheaper. 
So what insurance company will do is if they discover that they're, uh, you know, they're just going to adjust, uh, they're going to adjust your death benefit to match what a 50 year old pay. Uh, let's say if you're paying hundred dollars a month, they'll, they'll match that to what a 50 year old will be able to qualify for with hundred dollars a month premium. So, so let's say if you bought a hundred, let's say you bought a hundred thousand dollars policy um, and you put on your application that you have 40, you have 40 instead of 50, and now you got hundred thousand dollars policy. Now, when the insurance company discovers that you're, um, you're actually 50, then they say, okay, we're not gonna cancel your policy, but we're just going to reduce that death benefit to match what the premium will be if, you know, at the age of uh, 50. So let's say a 50 year old for the same policy can only get, um, 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 can only get a $70,000 death benefit. So now your death benefit will automatically be adjusted to $70,000 to match that. That is what the automatic misting of age and sex. And we also know that women on average, women on average pay less for insurance than men. Again, um, yes, insurance company, yep, uh, no, now. More crazier. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, it's 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 because um women on average live longer than men. Like I mean, it's, it's just a fact. Now people may people may have reasons for why that is. I'm not going to get into that because I don't want to get into trouble. Uh, <laughs> but you no, know, just know that women on average live longer than men, right? So so the insurance company, you know, because this is this is all about risks, right? So so the insurance company. Will, will charge uh, females um, you know, uh, a little less than males for the same policy, right? So if if you mistakenly, you know, let's say you're a guy, but you mistakenly put on your application that you're a woman, yeah, of course your, your premium will be less. So if the insurance figures that, that out, they're just gonna adjust the death benefit to be what a male will pay uh, for the same premium. That is the misstatement of age and sex. That is all you need to know. So. For a misstatement of age and sex provision, know that the insurance company cannot cancel your policy for non-pay. Uh, they cannot cancel your policy because of misstatement of age or sex. Never, right? They can just adjust the death benefit to match that. Now, we come here to the next one. We come here to incontestability. Incontestability. So the incontestability clause just it, uh, spells out when the insurance company can contest or, or can try to cancel your policy and for what reasons? So, so for when example, they, when they, like, when they, huh? I think I think I think I have this one. Let me try. Okay. Incontestability is you get two years um, for for them, to, for them to catch any mistake that, um, that is on your application. So if you either like you said, misstatement misstatement of um, of gender, misstatement, uh, um, I think I think marital status or something like that. No, 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 no. Just, it's just misstatement. Oh, okay, okay. No, I'm, or, or, I'm or just, or just a misstatement of anything. Oh, right? okay, yeah. That misstatement of age um, or sex. Those are the. Okay, yeah. so yeah. yeah, so in mis in misstage, in one of those misstatements, they have two years to catch that. If they don't catch that in two years, they have to keep the policy the way it is. Perfect, perfect, and no, so. So, so yep, you cover that correctly. So the misstatement, uh, no, the, 
So the incontestability clause or provision just says that insurance company has two years to contest your policy to try to cancel it or to try to refuse payment for for uh, a lot of reasons, right? For example, if you allow insurance application or stuff, or you know, they can they can try to cancel it within the first two years, right? But now they, they cannot cancel it within the no, they cannot cancel at any time for misstatement of age or sex. So that doesn't count, right? But, but within the first two years, if the insurance has a legal ground to cancel your policy, uh, for example, within the first two years. They can, they can cancel your policy. They can refuse to not pay benefits if you commit suicide. You know, and again, you know, the suicide clause is another um, provision in life insurance policy, right? Uh, so for it's a standard provision, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's two years, right? So the two years, if you commit suicide within two years, then the insurance company will not pay their benefits, right? But if you commit suicide after two years, then the insurance company will exactly pay benefits. So we know that the incontestability clause is two years. Now, there is no incontestability period. No, there's no limit on incontestability for fraud. Okay? So if you commit insurance fraud, they can cancel anytime if they discover. So 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 think about that like the same way for you know, like a very good you know, like most crimes will have for quote unquote statue of limitation, right? So when you think about incontestability clause, think about the statue of limitation where they cannot come after you after a certain number of years. Like you have some crimes, if it's past a certain number of years, you no, know, they cannot come and try to um, get you for it, right? But murder, we all know that murder has no limit, right? It has no statute of limitation. You can murder someone and you get away with it for 50 years and the day they catch you 50 years, you are going to jail, right? Yeah. So, so think about it, for insurance, it's fraud, right? So fraud has no limit. Anytime they discover that, they can cancel your policy. That is the only exception to the um, incontestability clause. But for everything else, the insurance company has two years. So that's incontestability uh, provision. You have two years. Now, uh, the other thing to know for the exam is anytime an insurance company approves an incomplete application, no, because you know, things fall through the cracks sometimes. So anytime an insurance company um, approves, um, no, approves an incomplete application or the no, they approve an incomplete application. The insurance company just waive the rights to contest that, right? Because now if, if you didn't catch an error, you can't go back and try to hold me responsible for it, right? So if it's a mistake on their part, um, they are um, still liable for claims. So, so, so that's so something that would be um, If I was to apply for life insurance and say I forgot to put how much money I made Exactly. And catch that, right? And exactly. then they didn't look at that. They didn't look at that. They just said, "Hey, we're going to give you the insurance." Exactly. And once everything's signed and dotted and paid for and everything, then the insurance company cannot go back and say, "Hey, uh, we don't have uh, your income status here. We need to get it back." They just exactly. waive that. They waive that fee. They, they waive that right. They waive that right. Perfect. And and and. Why is that insurance? Because insurance contracts are considered, um, you know, one of the features of insurance contracts 
uh, is unilateral, right? Because only the insurance company makes, you no, know, they, you no, know, they, um, um, no, they make the, um, you no, know, the application. They do everything. You, as the insured or the policy owner, you just have to consent. So, if you are responsible for drafting everything, come up the application, doing the policy, whatever, writing all the terms and conditions, if you screw up, it is not on me because I was not part of it. So, right. if you screw up, the insurance company, no, the, the, the courts will always um, uh, know if there's any um, confusion in an insurance policy, the insurance, um, the, you know, the courts will always side with the uh, insured or the policy owner because they'd be like, okay, well, insurance company, this was all on you. Right. It was, it was, if you didn't do your due diligence, well, if there's any, the, the key word on the exam is ambiguity, right? If there's yeah. any of that, the, the, it will be, the policy will be interpreted in favor of the insured or the policy owner. And if the insurance company accepts an incomplete application, then they waive the right to contest the application. Now, what should an agent do if that agent, um, no, what should an um, agent do? No, no, okay. What should an insurance company do if that insurance company receives an incomplete application? Um, so, they should send it back to the agent and the agent needs to go and get initials Perfect. On, the place, on the places that need correcting. So if I forget to put my income, mm -hmm. then the insurance company has to contact the agent and says, hey, you forgot to ask them for this. Go back and get that filled out with initials of the person, of the policy. Mm -hmm. They need to, you need to be the one to initial and then we're able to proceed from that. Look at that. Hey, if you keep this up within a few months, uh, you know, within a few months, I can have you teach this thing, Cruz. <laughs> Good job. Okay. So, so, uh, so that's it. Now, the last policy um, provisions here for the state of Washington is entire contract. So, in your own world, what, you know, in your own words, so what the entire do contracts consist of the, what the company promises to pay? how much the premiums are going to be, um, and then the original application. So the, uh, the application, what the, pro what the company promises to pay the premiums. Mm -hmm. I think there's one more in there that, that I'm not. Okay. Not. So I just, so, so for the entire contract, right? What's considered the entire contract? And that would be an entire contract provision or entire contract clause. It says the, you no know, a copy, you no know, a copy, of the application, mm -hmm. of application, um, the the actual policy. That's what they promised to pay. That's what they promised to, to give you. Yeah, so you you're gonna have all of that in there. Uh, mm -hmm. The actual policy, and then any um, any riders, riders, yeah, amendments, add-ons. Yeah, yeah. Any add-ons, any riders, amendments, and or exclusions right what they're not going to be willing to do exactly yeah. so so those these three things make up the entire contract so the you know, a copy of the application the policy and any riders amendments and or exclusion that is it an entire contract it just tells you that is everything everything that's in that document the entire contract 
constitutes you know, all of your agreement with the insurance company and the insurance company cannot come out later and say, oh, Cruz, um, you know what? Um, no, we, no, we forgot to add this. Oh, no, 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 no. My entire contract was a copy of my application, uh, my policy, the riders, amendments, and exclusions. So you can't come back and you know, try to hold me responsible for something that's not in the contract, right? Yeah. So that's just what the entire contract is. So um, any, any questions? No, that's that's pretty good right now. Yeah, so so, so my friend, uh, look, uh, that is it. So we covered the nine um, provisions that will be covered on your Washington State Life Insurance Exam, again, ownership, assignment, right to examine, payment of premiums, grace period, made statement of age or sex, incontestability, restatement, uh, reinstatement, and entire contract. So, right. so, so this is great. So let's do one question here and then we're gonna take a break. Uh, we'll come back. Um, let's see here. Let's do one question on policy provisions. Uh, let's see here, policy provisions. No, that's riders. Uh, no, those are types of policies. I want policy provisions. Um, I don't see. Um, okay, let's see your policy provisions. Okay, oh, perfect. Yeah. All right, okay, yeah. So, okay, so these are policy provisions right here. Um, so let's see here. Uh, let's stick one. Um, no, that's riders. Uh, okay, well, let's just do this one. Uh, okay, perfect. So, so. What is the answer to this one? So the question is, in order to activate the reinstatement clause of a lapsed life insurance policy, the insurer must A, remit all past due premiums within a grace period, B, provide evidence of insurability to the insurer, C, resubmit a new life insurance application, and D, provide a valid reason for the lapse. So um, in, in order to activate a re no, the reinstatement clause of a lapse life insurance, what must the insurer do? So, so you see here in this question, they are just, by them not referencing policy owner, they're right. assuming that the insurer is the same as the policy owner because the technically the policy owner is the one who has all of these rights, the right to reinstate the policy. Right. So, so, so what's the correct answer? So in this one, it would... Um, so in this one, it would be uh, resubmit a new life application, wouldn't it? Um, so it says, in order to activate the reinstatement clause of a life insurance policy, the insurer must. Okay. Uh, are you 100% sure that's your answer? Provide evidence of insurability and provide a valid reason for the lapse. Um, so, so, uh, no, so uh, lapse, the lapse is when you forget to pay. Exactly. Okay, so then it would have to be re remit all past due premiums. Okay, so, so, uh, remit all past due premiums within the grace period. Well, that's that's not correct now. So on the exam, you're going to have sometimes more than one 
correct answer, right? And that's where it gets tricky. So, so the exam questions that are tricky are the ones that you have more than one correct answer, but you have to select the most correct answer. So in this case, the most correct answer is provide evidence of um, insurability to the insurer. So, 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 so even though you have to resubmit a new life insurance uh, application, mm -hmm. but the most correct answer in this case is provide evidence of insurability to the insurer. So, so say I purchased a life insurance two months ago, and now is March, right? So mm -hmm. today's this month is March, and I forget to pay the the, the month of March. Mm -hmm. Now we're in April, right? Um, I, I, within the, within, within the 30 days, I would just have to pay that and not submit a, um, uh, evidence of insurability, but after the 30 days, is that, is that what is, is so, perfect. so, so, so lapse is when your policy is canceled for non-payment of premium. So when your policy is canceled, it's definitely canceled after the grace period. Right, because okay. your policy okay. will not be canceled within the grace period. Now, if you have money, your cash value in your savings account, then they're going to we'll take, take money from that. Yeah, so exactly. So your policy will not be canceled. But if you don't have uh, money, your cash value account, then uh, after the grace period, your policy will be canceled. So now this is provide evidence of insurability to the insurer, right? So by you filling out the application, because they're going to ask you some, some questions there. Hey, have you had diabetes? Have you been diagnosed with diabetes? Have you been diagnosed with HIV? Blah, 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 and blah. So by, by you submitting your application, you're also proving, you know, they'll use the application to um, determine your, um, your, your insurability. So even though both of them are correct, now if it says, uh, you know, um, if it says um, B or C, or one of the answer choices was, uh, you know, was B and C, then it'll be the most correct. But in this case, since it only gave you one option, the most correct, that is what you need to activate the reinstatement clause is the evidence of insurability. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, yes. <laughs> um, any any quick questions on policy provisions before we resume? Because when we come back, then we're going to just do some practice questions for you know, for policy provisions. Then after that, we're going to uh, continue the other what? items. Actually, right now it's um, um it's pretty good. That one was a that was a really good one actually. Uh, the question mm -hmm. that was there, that is a tricky one. So yeah, no, I think I think I'm good for now. All right, so that is that is great. So we're going to take a break here, and we are going to resume in two hours. Okay, okay. all right, cool.